0: today is just pursuit of change. Pursuit of change. And her main text is taken from the book of Job chapter 14 and verse 14. Job 14, 14. It says, if a man dies, so shall he leave again? It says, all the days of my hard service, I will wait till my change comes. You know, when you look at that word, that if a man dies, it says, shall he live again? You know, it reminds me of a scripture that says in Roman in, in in the book of Hebrews, nine twenty-seven, that says it is appointed for man what to die once, then comes judgment. That means we only live once, we only die once. You know, that is the natural state of man. And Jobier was saying that all the days of my hard service, he says, I will wait. I will wait till that change comes. Every time we come into the presence of God, it's because we want to change. We're telling God that, thank you for all that you've done, but I'm not satisfied because I know there is still much more to accomplish, there is still much more to experience in this relationship, with this walk that I am in. He said, all the days. What? He didn't just say, my service, but my hard service. That means I work hard. I'm not lazy. I'm in pursuit. I will wait, it does not matter the disappointment, it does not matter how long the wait, or how short the wait is, but this change must come. I will not be satisfied until I receive this change. That's what the, in the book of Job is saying. And when we say pursuit, pursuit doesn't, just, just simply means, you know, we talk of it as an energy to run. When you're in pursuit of something, that means you are in a race. You don't just walk pursuing. You're trying to catch somebody. You run, you chase, you pursue. And we say this change, we are in pursuit of this change that we want. The Bible says we have been transformed from glory to glory. We are in pursuit because this transformation is what we are asking God for. That is what pursuit is all about. And the Bible says here, yeah, as I said, you know, if a man dies, shall he live again? One thing I can easily say is I remember a story of a man that I've shared time and time again, that any lady that he sees somehow he gets lost, he lost after the lady. Being a marriage, he was committing adultery. And the man tried all that he could try in his own power, in his own might, and he has failed. And he went to the father to pursue God for this change. That he doesn't want to do this thing anymore. And to pursue this change, he cried to God, that God, the next time I do this or do that, take away my manhood. And that was the last time he did. He received his change. He was tired. The reason why God is in pursuit of change is because you are tired of where you are. You want to change. You are tired. I just finished a, a boys to men retreat yesterday. And there was a 15-year-old boy. We did a quiz, a Bible quiz for them, uh, age 13 to 19. The boy and his brother came second and third last year when we did such a a, a retreat but this year when the time for quiz came the the boy that came second said to the guy that came first this time this is just before the beginning of the quiz i'm going to get you i'm winning While the quiz was going on, he said, guy, you are going down. Imagine in the middle of the competition, he said, you are going down. No. A 15-year-old boy, 15, he was in pursuit of this change. That last year, I was second. This year, no, no, no. I'm going to be number one. So he challenged the other guy. And at the end, he came first. He only missed one question. And we asked question. We asked him, "Guy, what happened from last night to you? What did you do with this boldness?" He said, "I was in pursuit in my own words now, in aligning to this message of this change. I was not. I'm not satisfied with being second. So I decided to read the Bible more. Not only did I read the Bible more." I decided to start taking at age 15 children classes in church to teach the children so that I can be more versed in the Word of God. And here I am in pursuit of this change and I received the change. I was a 15 year old boy. No, and that story challenged me as well. Pursuit, he needed a change. he wasn't wasn't satisfied with being number two. Even though being number two a runner-up is not bad. Do you understand? It's not bad. But he said, no, there is more. That is why I'm in this pursuit. So we cannot be, if if you are just happy where you are, then there's a problem. I'm not saying you should not be content with what God has blessed you with, What God is saying to us is that he's challenging us that there is more. Wasn't bad that Joshua, the children of Israel, left Egypt. It was progress. They were in bondage for over 400 years. (laughs) True of us. So for them to leave Egypt, it was a progress. That they were no more in bondage. Because they were in pursuit of change, they left Egypt. Now, as they left Egypt, they got to the promised land to take that land. After they took the land, they began to relax because there was progress. You know, they have land, they can feed the sheep, they can grow the crops, and all that. And God said to Joshua, That there is so much that you are so satisfied with where you are because you are comfortable rest. there is so much yet to be done. Not that God is saying we should not be content, we should. But as we are happy, content with what God has given us, we know that there is more. Our eyes should be on the prize that God has placed in our hearts. So we must be in pursuit. So this Christian race, that's why they call it a Christian race, they didn't say a Christian jogging, a Christian crawling. They said this is Christian race because we're in a race. In pursuit of something, to a destination. So we must get uncomfortable of where we are. Like a woman that wants to give birth, the baby wants to come out. There is just, you're not just comfortable because there really has to be a birthday. Because there is a change. So, if we are somehow happy where we are, then it's a problem. Perhaps you will pray to God that God will give you a change of heart to be not content with where you are, but in pursuing that which He has laid, He has set before you. Now, Sometimes, this change that we are in pursuit in pursuit of, sometimes we depend on man, we look to man for change. Remind me of the story in the book of Genesis chapter 39, from verse 1. You know, Rachel was barren. God had closed the womb of Rachel. And Rachel cried to her husband, Give me a child lest I die. The husband replied, We also anoint the girl. He said, am I God that told the womb? Am I in the place of God to do such a thing? But The woman was tired. She was in pursuit of change. And but she looked to man. And sometimes we are in pursuit of certain things. But somehow we are looking to our resources for this change. We are looking to the next person on our left, on our right, for that change. We are looking at the wrong places for the change. But God is saying that we should be looking to Him. That some, according to some, Psalm 27, trust in chariots, mm. some in horses, but we will remember our Lord. That is true the woman, the issue of blood. She needed a change concerning a predicament at that time. The Bible says she had gone everywhere, spent all her resources, no change until she came and sought the right one for change, Jesus. And she received that healing that she was trusting him for, because she was in pursuit of that change. is it Hannah I want to talk about, as I read from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, you know, if you read from 19, I'll skip some from verse 9. It says, Anna rose after they had finished drinking in Shiloh. You know, and verse 11 says, Then she made a vow. She went to pray, you know, to the Lord and wept in anguish. She made a vow. And as she made the vow, you know, she said, Lord, look, don't forget me. Don't forget your maidservant. servant You know, give your maidservant servant child. She said, God, this child, I she will dedicate the child unto the Lord. Verse 12. And as she continued praying before God that the priest, the Eli, watched her mouth. And, you know, Anna spoke in her heart in deep anguish to God for a change. In deep anguish for a change. The question I could ask myself is that she was going to Shiloh year after year, call it going to church day after day call it going to pray to God every day, day after day, doing the same thing. But, But this time, the Bible says she cried in anguish. Do you understand? That means that she got to a point of desperation that today I must receive this change. Not that she wasn't going to church. Do you understand? Not that she wasn't worshiping God. She was doing all those things before. But there came a time Jesus said, enough is enough. And we too must get to the point of where we say, enough is enough, Lord. Enough is enough concerning the situation. We must get uncomfortable. And she prayed and that time she got a response to her prayer and God answered and gave her a child. But one thing that we should understand that this change that we are in, we are crying for. Is this change for us? Because the word of God says in Matthew 6.33, it says seek the kingdom of God. You can look at that word seek in pursuit. In search, not casually. Just seek this kingdom of God and His righteousness. And He says, all these things, not some, all that you desire, not some of the things, but everything that is yours will come to you. That's what the Bible says. Not me. But for Hannah, she had prayed, but this time... The change that she prayed for was in alignment with the things of God because God needed a priest to come. He needed someone to take the place of Eli because Eli at that point, if you read the account as you know, um, he didn't break up his children in the right way. So there was going to be a gap for a priest to stand in the gap where Eli goes. And God needed somebody. And Anna provided that when she prayed the right prayer, a kingdom prayer, not a selfish prayer. Because imagine if your first child, you've been asking God, he well, said, God, I'll give the child to you. Not second, he said, God, I, I make the sacrifice to you in alignment with God. So what was she seeking? God, in alignment with God with what heaven needs. For this change. Perhaps, maybe our change, that we believe in God is for this. Maybe perhaps, maybe it's, um, it's, it's, it's misplaced priorities. Maybe it's just for self. Consumption. Maybe it's to prove to other people that we're not failures. Maybe we should show the world that we are all right. No to show because God knows our heart. That's the truth. What changed? So Hannah cried the right prayer, prayed the right prayer by God's grace, and God answered that prayer. This is it Solomon we want to talk about? There's an interesting story that Solomon made, and you know, in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse, from verse 4, Solomon went to Gibeah. The question there was the bible says he made a sacrifice you could look at it as a sacrifice as one that went to worship god with all his heart for him to do a thousand bond offering that was never done in israel then he was the first man to do it you can think of it giving god a worship that you've never given god before but that was what he did he cause God is an offering give, give give god something not for anything just out of love And all he asked, when God saw this, that he did, God said, my goodness, this guy has done something that no man has ever done before. He said, ask me. What did he ask God? He didn't ask God for himself. He asked God, God, just give me wisdom to lead your people, for your kingdom, your kingdom. He didn't say, God, give me the life of my, kill my enemies. He didn't say, God, deal with that neighbor of mine. He didn't say, God, pull down the governments; They're just crazy. He didn't say that. Nothing like that. He said, God, please give me a heart and a descending heart to lead your people, to judge your. That means God's kingdom. He was kingdom-minded. God, give me I, this business, the, 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 this, this prosperity. It's because, you know, the, 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 the kingdom needs this. I want to help. I want to, you know, bring about an end to poverty or whatever, call it. That there is a need. That is what I want to use this for, God. And Solomon did that. And God said, Verse 10, this speech pleased the Lord. That Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, remember God gave him a blanket check. Ask me anything, he said. No, have you asked riches for yourself? Riches, what human beings are chasing, comfort, riches. No, have you asked life of your enemies? But I've asked. For yourself, understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that you will not be, so that, so that there has, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And that's what God gave you. So sometimes we need to change our prayer. And one thing that that me was that. God said, I have done this thing. Then after God said, you have done this thing, God now put a different condition. So, if you walk in my ways, verse 14, keep my statute and my commandment as your father David would, then I will give you length of days. Should I not come before? Mm. Because he asked, God said, I have done this, irrespective of how you live your life. But if you want to live long, extra, just do this. Because he was you see, People, you know, we talk about David all the time that, you know, David did bad things and all these things. But David had a heart after God's heart. That's why God had to keep pardoning him even when he, he, he killed an innocent man, slept with the wife. You know, before he even said, God, I'm forgiving you. That's what God said. Because God is looking for somebody whose heart is in alignment with ease. God will break protocol for such a person. Because we make excuses for such a person. Because he has found somebody who is in alignment with him. And I pray that by his divine mercy, uh, we will be in alignment with him. Because this thing sometimes, to be honest, let's be real. Because sometimes we, we, it's where we are, the pain we are going through. We cry to God out of that, you know, the the, the, the pressure in, of society. What is going on around us, you know? We, you know, it, it makes us to pray in a certain manner. Do you understand what I'm coming from? If you look at Jesus Christ himself, he was going through anguish. He was saying, "God, if possible, let this cop So I'm just being real here. If let this cop ask me. You know, if possible, let me not die. But nevertheless, because he was. He was in the flesh. And sometimes because in the flesh or because of the, of, of, of the things that we are facing, of the challenges before us, we, you know, we pray the wrong kind of prayers. And, it's, and we understand, it's understandable. That is why the Bible says we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by the word of God. That's why we must invest to know what God is saying. The Bible says the sons of Issachar, they knew what Israel ought to do. It's not about what I, I can do. What Israel ought to do. What God's intentions are. You know, this change that we are thinking. That's why the Bible says, that we pray amiss for our own good pleasure. So, you know. There's so much I love to say. But I'll say, give one more point. We can look at the life of Moses. But before I say that, the Word of God in James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But God gives grace. He says, Therefore, God gives, he says, God resists the proud, resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, And First Peter five five says, likewise you younger people, call it everyone, says submit yourselves to your elders. He says yes, all of you, all of you, not some, be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. Then he says, for God resists the proud, but what gives grace to the humble. To so be clothed. With humility. Moses, you see, he was not, he was a proud man. But he needed a change. God had spoken great concerning him, his birth. He'd be the deliverer of Israel. He was a prince in Egypt. And he took matters into his hand because he knew, I know who I am. You know the song, I know who I am, I know who I am. Can't take nonsense. I'm the king, I'm this. You know who I am. You see. Do <laughs> you understand? That's what he is. So he took matters into his hand. He was proud, but he had to get to the place where he has even given up hope. Imagine one that was a prince that the people feared. He now lived in exile at the mercy of what of his father-in-law. Someone that was a prince. Now became. Uh, what's it called, uh, a cat, a sheep, uh, a, a shepherd. Not his own sheep. I mean, I mean the flocks of the of the father-in-law just defended. So he had to come down, down. So low that he was, if I could use the word, if anybody understands the word, maybe regime may not, I don't know, a non-entity, that one that was nobody, it was then. God, reach out to him in the burning bush. Ah, now I want to use you because you are empty. That change is now. 240 years. 40 years. That's why Job, the book of God, says, all the days of my heart's service I have been wit till my change comes. For Moses was 80 years old. He waited till that change came. Perhaps he wasn't humble. You know, he did not submit. Do you understand? But the change still came. And if you look at the account in Israel, it was 2.430 years. The account was, they were supposed to have left Israel a long time ago. But for that change, because one man was not submissive enough, the the change took longer. Yeah. God is not look, it is us that have life to live, 120 years or thereabouts. To God. One <laughs> a thousand years is just like a day. <laughs> so it's in our own interest <laughs> to to humble ourselves. <laughs> That's the truth. It's in our own interest. God is patient. We are the ones that have time running. That's the truth. Our days on earth, earth, yeah, earth. When I mean earth, not eternity, earth, yeah, I'm numbered. So how soon do you want your change? Do you understand? One thing I always preach, I always say, God, I don't want the change when one is old and can't chew. Go for peace. I want to change now and live like others are coming. In the youth. Don't wait. So, we must humble ourselves for this change to come. We must. It's important to, to do so. With this, uh, I believe I've said enough. Uh, we just take ourselves before God. And let pray to God that, you know, this pursuit of change. Wherever I'm falling, because the only truth is that we can't cover everything, but the Holy Spirit knows what we need to do. The Holy Spirit knows uh, the, the decisions that we need to take. He knows. God knows. So let's cry to Him that He should speak to your heart. For someone that may be listening to this message uh, online at some point, Your change will be a change of salvation where you say that you want God to be your personal Lord and Savior. And that change, that is the first change that you need. For such a person, cry to God. my Lord, I'll surrender to you. Or perhaps you backslidden so much, you've left the faith. You need the change like the prodigal son, That you cry, you come back to the Father. And the Father will receive you with open hands that you've not done those things that you did before by His grace. But for every one of us, just as the Holy Spirit, if you don't know that God, I know there is so much. Whatever I'm doing wrong, or the things that I have to put right, or the things I need to do for this change to take hold in my life, Father, please come and show me. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Most High dwelling in me please speak to me speak to us Holy Spirit show us what we need to do show us how to pray put your words in our hearts show us the things that we need to do help us to think to be kingdom minded in the name of Jesus take away selfish ambition selfish motive take away the I and I and I let it be your will Lord, let it be that, that we're kingdom-minded. Father, just help us, because we need a change. We come. We don't want to be, we don't want us to be coming to Shiloh year and year, Sunday and Sunday, without an impact, without a true divine change. But today, Lord, let that change, significant change of yours in our life be birthed today. Is healing that one is believing you for? Father, let that change by divine mercy take place, take hold in our lives. Father, we just bless you. We just give you all the glory. Thank you, almighty and everlasting God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.